Hello, my name is Isaac Keith Martinez, and welcome to Isaac's Haunted Beard. Knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. Aren't you? Aren't you glad I didn't make the same mannequin too? On the move. Joke that I always make. <sighs> yeah, I sure am. <laughs> you know, for me to even bring that movie up, you know what that means. That means we got ourselves another unique episode where I don't talk about one movie by itself. In fact, I am going to talk about six movies. Because <laughs> I am going to touch upon highlights from last month, last month being November 2020. This was published in December 2020. And I'm going to talk about three specific dates in that month where I watched double features. <laughs> now, I don't want to lead you to think that this is going to be like filled with uh, lots of amazing information. I'm not sure if I've ever given you lots of amazing information. I hope I've given you some kind of information that you've enjoyed. Uh, no, it's just conversation. <laughs> uh, you know, when I did that episode recently with the, um, the next Karate Kid and Beverly Hills Ninja, and it was just conversational, just me chit-chatting. It was just inspired by, hey, I just watched the movie. I feel like talking. And I asked you if, you, if anyone wants to give me feedback and let me know if this was, uh, you know, a little too weird or not, let me know. And my good pal, Mike Bland, reached out to me and said that as a listener, he felt that the episode didn't feel too different than it usually does. So I appreciate that. Thank you, Mike. Um, so I'm going to do it again. Kind of started with this one. Here goes nothing. <laughs> On November 23rd, I did a double feature of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and Van Helsing. These are both movies from the aughts, from the early aughts. And, I mean, you know these movies, right? Um, they're kind of the same. They're same-ish. Uh, there's definitely one thing that links the two films that they have in common, is they both feature the character of Mr. Hyde, as in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. But, uh, yeah, I'm not even entirely sure if that was on my mind when I programmed that double feature, or if that was just more of a coincidence that I noticed while watching Van Helsing. But let's talk about these movies, shall we? For the record, I do like these movies. Um, when I first saw them, both of them, the same goes for, I had the same reaction for both of these movies. I thought they were good, but not great. Just, and not even necessarily good, just kind of, just kind of good-ish. And yet, there was something I couldn't quite put my finger on at the time that led me to believe there was something there that I wasn't quite picking up on. Like, like I had it in me to like these movies more, and I trusted that if I were to revisit them, that I could potentially appreciate them more, that they would grow on me. So when these movies were released on DVD, I did buy them. And... I have seen them a couple of times over the years since that, for the record, uh, both of these movies I saw in the theater. And I did like them more 
each time I watch them. And then this most recent time, November 23rd, I found that I could officially say that I like these movies. I think they're, they're good movies. And it's weird to like try and like promote movies where even I'm convinced that it's probably very difficult to find somebody who's going to like them as much as you could like them from the very first time. Cause that's what we all want. We want to like a movie as much as we're going to like that movie from the very first screening. It seems unfair to expect someone to revisit a movie over and over again in order to allow the movie to grow on them. So the reality is that's not going to happen. <laughs> and that when movies, when you do revisit a movie, either it's by choice or it's by circumstances, right? Like just somehow this movie is just playing in your life again. And I feel like I bet I'm not alone. I bet there's other people out there who have somehow <laughs> for whatever reason have seen this movie, both of these movies every once in a while over the years and have discovered Hey, it's not as bad as I remembered it being. And then maybe every time you see it again, you find yourself thinking, Hey, I think I kind of like this movie. And then you reach a point where you go, I like this movie. What is it? What is it about that final time where you make that choice? Is it something about you or is it something about the movie? I think it's a, I think it's a number of things. I think part of it is finally getting over whatever you wanted a movie to be and just accepting it for what it is. And if it's a movie that you've seen before, especially more than once, you do eventually reach a point where you are no longer wanting something different from them. You know what you're, what you're in for. And it's, it's, it's when you view it through those eyes that you can have an easier time going with the flow. And it's when you're going with that flow that you have the ability to have m the most fun you can have with these movies, which is great because these movies, I, I know they're intended to be fun. They're not meant to be treated seriously. They don't take themselves seriously. They're just meant to be fun popcorn flicks. Uh, I found that these movies, by the way, I'm going to acknowledge that I've not touched upon the plots of these films. Does that bother you? I kind of just assume, you know, what these movies are about. Cause I'm not going to talk about the plots. If it's super important to you, you can always pause and read the plots. Uh, you know, the good news is there's no spoilers this way. Right. <laughs> but then again, I don't think it matters cause I'm convinced you know what these movies are about. So let's go back to my points. These movies feel like the kind of movies that Canon films used to make in the eighties. I feel like if, if Canon could have made these movies and they had the budget back then they would have, cause they did put out those kinds of movies that had ambition, these action pictures slash fantasy pictures that had these like, 
really big ideas and you saw the poster and the poster was fabulous and the trailer was exciting but then when you finally saw the movie it didn't it kind of under delivered and but for some reason time has been so kind to these movies that you view them through this filter of nostalgia where you kind of feel like a kid again and you somehow like them anyway so these movies become cult classics which is leading to my point that i feel like if the league of extraordinary gentlemen and van helsing were released today i'm sorry released in the 80s i believe they would be uh cult classics by now um plus you know there's movies that sometimes don't connect with an audience when they're first released and then for some reason years later just large generations of people or groups of people just change like whatever becomes hip changes and things that you know the way people think changes and then they they view like large groups of people discover a movie it seems as though years later and find that certain old movies speak to them and for them much differently than it did to the group of audience that was originally intended for which is kind of nonsense because i don't really feel like a movie is specifically meant for a contemporary audience i think it's hopefully meant to be considered something that would speak to all people for the rest of time because once you make a movie it becomes a part of history right people can visit that movie forever so really you're making a movie for for the people of that that moment when you first made it and you're also making that movie for every generation of people to come forever because anyone can discover your movie so your movie can become appreciated later and who knows maybe these movies will uh when the league of extraordinary gentlemen first came out i remember i saw it on my birthday and i convinced a bunch of my friends to go with me and the other movie that was playing at the theater that i was considering going to was pirates of the caribbean the curse of the black pearl so i chose this one i thought it'd be better and uh i remember being a little disappointed and then i went to go see pirates later and i was like oh man i should have picked pirates <laughs> i still really like pirates of the caribbean i still think it holds up and here's something crazy i like all the pirates of the caribbean films i'm that kind of weirdo all right let's move on on november 24th i did a double feature of a movie called vibrations and voyage of the rock aliens so something i do every day is i go on google images and i seek out pictures for movie posters of movies that i had watched recently so that i can tweet them and go hey this is what i watched last night and i share the picture of the poster and sometimes when you're looking for specific posters you 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 end up going down a rabbit hole where you see other posters and, and usually it makes sense you you know like oh, okay that's the same director or the same movie stars in it but sometimes you see things and you don't even understand why it's grouped in with what you're originally looking for and i don't even remember what i was looking for but somehow accidentally i came across a poster for a movie called vibrations which um i'm not even going to describe the poster it's not like it was fantastic enough but it fantastic or anything but it was it was just it had just the right amount of things that i 
that appealed to me to make me go, oh, I'm, I'm curious about this. So I looked into it and I found that it wasn't streaming anywhere, but someone uploaded it to YouTube. So I watched it on the YouTubes. <laughs> so I'm going to describe it to you now and I'm going to, I'm going to give you a bunch of spoilers, but I really don't think it would matter <laughs> if you know every little detail that happens in this movie. Cause if anything, I really do think that it would kind of push you into wanting to see it, which I'm not even necessarily trying to do. I'm just sharing with you what I watched recently. So this guy, and I'm going to do a lousy job of explaining, but I'm going to try my best. This guy, he's a musician. He's in a rock band. And the movie starts with that band's going to have a big show that night. It's the biggest show they've ever had. So the band at practice tells the singer, don't be late. This is an important show for us. He's like, okay, I'll be there at, you know, whatever, 8 o'clock. Well, instead of going home and getting ready and getting dressed and getting all his equipment and going straight to the venue to do the show, he stops off at his girlfriend's house and they make of the sex. And afterwards he falls asleep. And when he wakes up, darn, look at the time. I'm late. So he figures if I jump in my, my truck, I was going to say vehicle. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it was a truck. I don't know. Maybe it was a car. I should have just stuck with vehicle. I can race over to the venue and hopefully we can just start the show a little late. On the way to the venue, he ends up being chased by these group of guys. I don't really specifically know what their problem is, but it's important for the plot that this happens. So let's just go with it. That there's these weird jerk bullies that run them off the road. And he crashes his car and they, they do more damage. I don't even want to tell, I mean, I don't even want to explain how it happens. It's not even important, but hey, so some spoilers are left unspoiled. So you can look forward to learning how it happens. They end up messing him up so bad that he wakes up in the hospital without hands. <laughs> without hands. So they give him prosthetic hands and boom, his career as a musician is over because he plays the guitar, right? Not anymore. He's so angry that he leaves his hometown and he moves to the city and he becomes homeless and an alcoholic. So through a series of, of events, he ends up meeting a young lady played by Christina Applegate who a lot of us remember as Kelly Bundy from Married with Children, who takes him in, takes care of him, and gets him off the sauce. And through her, he ends up meeting some people who help him in special ways. One is a musician who plays at raves, and he says he does techno, and I don't know much about techno. It's not my kind of music, but I know enough about music to know that what he's playing is not techno. It just feels like, you know, the filmmakers were like, yeah, it's techno. <laughs> so for the sake of the plot, you just go with it. You're like, yeah, it's techno. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> the other person he meets is an inventor who ends up making him robot hands. You heard that correctly. Robot hands. 
What does he do with his new robot hands? He uses them to play the keyboards so that he can play the techno music that the kids are so into these days. Did you say keyboards playing techno? That's not how you make a techno. Well, look, hey, for the sake of this movie, it is. So just go with it. <laughs> uh, so he ends up getting gigs playing his music. But because he's got robot hands, he figures, hey, you may as well just go the whole nine yards and become a robot. So he puts together a costume. He puts together like a alternate identity. And he becomes famous as a robot musician. Now, there's much more to the story than just that. But that's what Vibrations is about. Is it good? Eh, not really. It's good enough if you're in the mood for 90s straight to video. Kind of weird, you know, romantic drama type of story. Um, it was just like a time capsule movie for me that I enjoyed just because I was in the mood for kind of a bad movie and kind of a movie that took place in the 90s. So if that sounds neat to you, check it out. It's on YouTube. I paired it with Voyage of the Rock Aliens, which is currently on Prime Video, which is another movie I first heard of when I saw the poster mm -hmm. through my rabbit hole digging on Google Images. Man, this movie was fun and goofy. This group of aliens are traveling space. They love music. They love it so much that they want to get their hands on more music. But most planets don't have music. But through their investigating, through their technology, they discover that Earth has music. So they come to Earth. And they come to this little town. And in this little town... There's a group of teenage boys who have a band. And this makes them very popular. They're the most popular kids in their school and in that community. But they also kind of behave like a gang. Like they're kind of bullies, you know? Especially the lead singer, who's like the leader of the gang. And these aliens kind of end up forming their own band. So... The Earth Gang band <laughs> is kind of like the Stray Cats. They're like rockabilly-ish. And this movie is from the early 80s. And the Alien band is kind of like Devo. So more um, popish new wave. And they just kind of become rivals to each other. And the thing that's kind of in the middle of these two bands is a woman. Or a girl. A teenage girl girl played by Pia Zadora, who is the girlfriend of the lead singer of the Rockabilly Band. And her whole thing is she wants to be a singer, but her boyfriend will not let her sing with his band because he wants the spotlight for himself. But this new band will let her sing with them. And once she starts singing with them, their popularity skyrockets. And she decides to leave her boyfriend for these aliens, who she does not know was aliens, at least not yet. So, of course, this makes him furious and targets this band as his number one enemies. 
and it's a musical kind of not kind of i guess it is a musical there's a lot of musical numbers and they're all really silly and i feel like if you if any of this sounds fun to you then you should definitely check it out but check it out before it leaves prime because it's not the easiest thing to find on video or, or dvd i looked for it i think there's some blu-rays or dvds from like germany or something but it's not been released here in america yet if you're listening to this america for all i know maybe you're listening to this not in america and you're just like you know the world doesn't revolve around america <laughs> i'm sorry i'm 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 in hawaii right now so there you go voyage of the rock aliens and the last double feature i want to talk about in this episode is the double feature i did on november 29th i did a double feature of the spirit and bunraku you know these movies maybe this is the episode that encourages people to do some homework where if they're actually intrigued with the conversations that i'm having about these titles they look into it more because i'm I, I am recognizing that i'm not really really heavily oh gosh i'm always putting my foot in my mouth i just heavily explain vibrations and voyage of the rock aliens but not ben helsing and an extraordinary gentleman that's the point i was trying to make i'm going to do it again i'm not really going to heavily explain it but i'll lightly touch upon it spirit is kind of like visually kind of like sin city you know that style where it looks like a comic book because it's based on a graphic novel and i remember when the spirit came out it was being promoted like the next big thing I think because of the success of movies like 300 and movies like Sin City, it was being treated like there was a lot of potential for it. And it bombed. I think it bombed. Did it bomb? I think it bombed. Um, <laughs> if you like that visual style, I say it's worth checking out the spirit. I know a lot of people don't like it. I guess because of the pacing is so different from those other movies I talked about. And, and for the record, I, I, I like Sin City. I don't like 300, uh, but I like Sin City a lot. And I, I do see the spirit being more like Sin City in that kind of like noir, kind of city, hard-boiled detective kind of a way. Uh, so the pacing is a lot slower, but visually, I think it's very stunning. I think there are some great action moments. And Samuel L. Jackson plays the lead villain, the octopus, and he looks like he's having so much fun playing this over-the-top character. And Samuel L. Jackson is such a great actor, and he's so charismatic, and he's got so many neat costume changes that if you like to see Samuel L. Jackson have a wild time in a movie, seek out the spirit, because it's worth it. So I'm going to tell you a quick story. The first time I saw the spirit... A friend showed it to me. Now, I don't remember if I was drinking at his house or if I went home and got drunk. But keep that in mind because that pays that information pays off very soon. Just remember, I watched The Spirit for the first time with a friend. And that night, I got really drunk. Fast forward to a couple days later. I'm out and about. I think it was a borders yeah i was at borders looking at the movies on blu-ray and i came across the spirit i went "Ooh, it's that movie that i saw the other night this is cool i think i'd like to buy this so i did and then i took it home and i went yay i own the spirit and then like a day or two later i got a package in the mail i guess 
something from Amazon.com. Like, what is this? I didn't order anything. And then I opened it, and apparently I did. Because what I had in my hand in that package was a copy of The Spirit on Blu-ray. Apparently that night, that first night, when I watched the movie and I got super drunk, I went home and drunk shopped <laughs> and bought The Spirit. So now I had two copies of The Spirit. That's the only time I've ever done that. I've never drunk shopped ever again. <laughs> I ended up giving my copy of The Spirit away to a friend. A friend that I thought would appreciate it. It's been many years. He's never said anything about it. I feel like he watched it and didn't like it and thought it was best just to keep his opinion to himself. <laughs> All right. The second film I watched was Boon Raku, which is similar in that it has a very visual style that makes you remember the movie for this reason. So like the spirit, you have actors placed in a setting where everything around them looks fake, but it's a very different style than the spirit or Sin City. Everything almost looks like paper. Everything almost looks like a stage, like you're on a play. It's really remarkable. And it's a good story. It's actually, it's way better than the spirit and it's got great pacing. It's long. It's kind of long. It's over two hours. Is that long to you? It's the future, but it feels like the past where guns have been outlawed because of all the war that humanity has suffered through. So the only way you can settle things violently is with swords or sticks which is something that if you have that, you're either in the police or you're in a gang. And there is one gang that runs a town that pretty much control everything. And there's two strangers that come to town and their goal, both of their goals is to get to that main guy, that main boss. And one of those guys is played by Josh Hartnett. And the other guy is an Asian man played by, I hope I don't get his name wrong, Gact, G-A-C-K-T. I think he's a pop star from, I don't know if he's from Japan. I don't know. I don't know him, but he's like a, he's like a, a killer, like uh, not a samurai, but you know, he's, he's a fighter. He, you know, he's got a sword and he's, he's an excellent fighter. And eventually they team up to take out the main boss, who's played by Ron Perlman. And I really like Boon Raku. I feel like this movie genuinely has cult classic potential. And of all the movies that I talked about today, that's the one I highly recommend you seek out. So there you go. That one... Uh, I also watched on Blu-ray. It wasn't streaming. I mean, maybe it is somewhere, but I wasn't watching it on the streaming platform that night. Hey, thanks for spending time with me. Once again, <laughs> kind of an unusual episode where I chose to just kind of chit-chat a little bit just because I felt like talking about not a particular movie, but just movies in general. Um... I'm going to make you a promise. Not, not, not that I'm sure you're sweating this at all, but I'm going to make it anyway. I promised you that next week I'm actually going to do like a more traditional episode where I pick a movie and just kind of talk about it 
in uh, in detail. So tune in for that one, okay? <laughs> or don't. I'm not the boss of you. Until then, take care of yourself and each other. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing this all over again. All right. Until then, aloha.